0: Welcome back to the Modern Cop Podcast. I apologize for my extended vacation. No, no bullshit. Life comes at you uh, fast, guys. Um, uh, my grandmother died the end of December. I, I think I was putting out episodes up until February. Um, I was really sick in January. I got sick again in in March. Um, I managed to hit my weight loss goal, though. I uh, lost like 20 pounds in the span of a few days. That was fun. Um my, uh, my doctor looked at me and went, why haven't you been in the hospital? And I was like, uh, I don't really know. And she goes, this is that whole men don't live as long as women thing. And I went, Oh, okay. Now I understand. Um, I've got a, a toddler who fights bedtime where I used to record episodes at like eight or nine, uh, at night because my kid went to bed at seven or seven thirty. Um, he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's at the point where he's, it's not sleep regression. I don't think it's, uh, it's more, uh, I don't know, I think he's got like that whole fear of missing out thing where he, he just doesn't want to go to bed because he knows that uh, I'm sitting in my man cave playing video games or, uh, or my wife and I are watching TV or something. And uh, he wants to stay up later and later and later. Um, and uh, and it's 110 degrees outside. It's hard to get him out and wear him out. Um, my wife took him to a trampoline park the other day. He was, he was fried after that. He was done. Fourth uh, of July... Uh, happy belated Fourth of July to those of you uh, listening here in the states. Um, Fourth of July, we had him in the pool for a few hours, um, and he slept like a rock. He fell asleep while we were putting him to bed, as opposed to uh, uh, fighting it. So it's uh, I was I've, I've also I've tested for a new position within my department. Uh, I did get that position. Um, no, uh, no date for me moving into that spot yet. Uh, so I'm still a detective, still on call. Um, I had a, a trial a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, just, uh, you can't give 110% at, at every single aspect of your life. Something's got to give at some point in time. And so the, uh, the microphones just kind of sat uh, for a while. But uh, August 18th, got a uh, massive, uh, I say massive, I think there's going to be six or eight guests that come on, um, several in studio. Uh, we're gonna do it over Instagram live uh, so that I can have people I've got a um, unreasonable grounds podcast up in Canada he's gonna be on with us um deputy dangerous uh, out in the uh he's on the East Coast he's going to be on uh, as well as uh uh, uh lieutenant Lamont corker um, he was on the show his episode I, I have to re-record with him um And I feel bad. He took like two hours out of his day uh, to sit down with me uh, remotely. And the data file got corrupted when I put it into the computer. And I only got like four minutes of his two hour episode. Uh, So we will come back uh, to that. And the tactical guy who's out of a major metropolitan agency on the West Coast, I'll let you do the math. Um, uh, Everybody's coming on, uh, as well as several guests here in Arizona. Uh, Some who've been on the show, some who haven't. uh, They're all going to come on the show and we're going to talk about recruiting and retention. Uh, on that note, uh, kick flips and donuts. Big shout out to Zachary Rand. He is working to get first placed in, in the skate park project. Skate, excuse me, skate park project. I've got a cup of coffee instead of a cup of bourbon. It is uh, five o'clock in the morning. I started recording this episode at four thirty, and it was a rambling mess. And so here we are. Uh, But do forgive me. This is the earliest I've ever recorded an episode. Um, uh, And I'm just trying to get this in before work. uh, Because people at work, uh, it's gotten to the point where people that I work with have come up to me and been like, Hey, uh, you're not doing the podcast anymore? We haven't heard an episode in a while. I didn't even know you listened. Uh, But uh, you're right. I haven't pushed out an episode since like February or March. Um, So I do apologize. Thank you guys for your patience. I've still been active over on social media. If you want to give a follow along. The Modern Cop Podcast on Instagram. That is that is the place where I do most of uh, uh, all, um, not most, all of my uh, uh, my podcast-related work. So um, I am back. I've got plans for episodes in the future. But uh, coming back to kick flips and Donuts, uh, I think today, Thursday, uh, July 6th, is the last day to vote for Zach in the skate park. Pro- skate- park project there we go again say that five times fast uh so uh head on over to kickflips and donuts on instagram uh or you can uh go to skate park projects uh website and sign up there as well um there's an option to pay uh to to put in votes um you're more than welcome to it's a donation you're more than welcome to do that um uh or you can uh sign up for free through i think facebook um and uh and put in a vote that way let's get Zach uh his time to skate with uh with Tony Hawk um I once messaged Tony Hawk on Instagram to see if he would come on the show to talk about skateboarding and law enforcement and uh, strangely enough I never heard back from him very weird anyways um I I hadn't even really planned on doing an episode this morning uh I, j- I couldn't sleep I woke up at 3 a.m uh, I went to bed at 11 last night so I, I should have been able to sleep just fine but Alas, here we are, Um, and I decided to use my time wisely and get an episode uh, out there. So I also want to give a a huge shout-out to um, uh, uh, my my cop buddies over in in England right now that are dealing with a little bit of uh, bureaucracy. I don't know that it's necessarily bureaucracy. The Thin Blue Line flag according to an internal memo released by the london metropolitan police service ahead of their um not not their pride parade the city of london's pride well the city of london is its own separate entity but the pride parade that takes place in london i believe it's this coming weekend um obviously that's a massive event um and there's going to there's a need for a police presence as with just about any massive public event, and there was an internal memo released saying that uh, you are not to wear any sort of thin blue line patch whatsoever. Um, and the the article that I've read, and, and this was only brought to my attention this morning as I was scrolling through Instagram. I follow several uh, British police officers. Um, the thin blue line flag has become a politically charged symbol associated with far right movement in the United States. Let's unpack that one for a minute. I will preface this by saying, remember, this podcast is solely the opinion of me, the host. It's not representative of any agency or policy, etc. and so forth. I throw that in there because I've had organizations like the Marshall Project snippet portions of my episodes before um, to suit their narrative. And so I want to make sure to just get that out there. Although I don't I don't plan on saying anything too off the wall. The thin blue line flag. I'm staring at one. I have one in my, in my studio. If you're an in-studio guest, I ask you to sign the thin blue line flag. Got a lot of really cool people up there. My remote guests... One day in the future, when I become an Iron Man billionaire, uh, for you know, by playing the lottery that I don't play, uh, I'm going to travel around to all the people that I've had remotely and have them sign the flag too, or maybe just fly them to me. I don't know. Um, but uh, hey, if you don't have dreams, what do you have? So, the thin blue line flag, I will equate it, uh, it stands for a lot, it does not in any way, stand for racism. Not from the people who... Dis- well, not from the people who, who it's meant for. Could it, could the symbol itself be hijacked? Absolutely. Symbols are hijacked by alt-organizations, alternative organizations, uh, racist organizations, gangs. The city that I work for, the, one of our gangs... Tattoo themselves with the city logo. Does that mean that we need to change our city logo? Yeah, no, fuck them. Our city logo simply means our city. It does not inherently mean that it's associated with this gang culture. Um, It's it's like the... Uh, what's that? Uh, the Norse mythology, right? Like, anybody that I've arrested who's had a a swastika or 88 or SS bolts tattooed on them. I don't want to say anybody, but most of those people have also had some symbol of Norse mythology. They're wearing uh, a Mjolnir pendant that they got off of Etsy. They're wearing or displaying rather a tattoo of Valknut or something along those lines. And it is, it is to the point where it's taboo if you are Scandinavian or if you just don't subscribe to Christianity and you instead subscribe to, um, a that it's at the point now where if you, if you display one of those symbols, you're equated to, to a racist, uh, even though those symbols are thousands of years old. Um, the, uh, the flip side of that coin is, I've, you know, I've never had somebody that I've arrested or encountered uh, with a swastika tattoo try to tell me that they were actually wearing a Tibetan peace symbol. I haven't had anybody try to throw that BS line uh, my way. The, the thin blue line itself, as we all know, stands for the separation between order and chaos. Uh, and it re- the thin blue line is the representation of the traditionally blue uniform worn by police officers throughout history. And our willingness to stand between that which stands for order and and that which represents chaos. The thought process, as I understand it, as I read through some British news uh, sites, is that the thin blue line flag was used in America to counter Black Lives Matter protests, and thus it is racist. False. Oh, well, okay. So the, and right now everybody who is defending that the thin blue line flag is racist is like, ah, see, he's he's ready to contradict himself. I'm not going to contradict myself. I'm not going to deny that I saw the Black Lives Matter protesters on one street corner and the counter protesters on the other corner with their Trump and Trump 2020, their MAGA hats, their uh, American flags, and their thin blue line American flags. Countering the Black Lives Matter protests with a thin blue line flag. What you have to remember is that during the massive protests, concurrent to that movement was the defund the police movement. And the protests that represented Black Lives Matter also typically represented a calling for the defunding of police across the United States. Thus, people who countered those protests were displaying thin blue line flags in an attempt to demonstrate solidarity and support for the police officers of the United States. It was not, at least in my opinion, displayed to say that like black lives don't matter that is not the purpose of the thin blue line flag the only other thing that i can equate it to what it also stands for is the memory of fallen officers and i don't i don't know what england has for this but in the us if a us military service member is killed in action um we use a gold star to represent uh that individual you'll see gold star license plates at least here in arizona um I'm sure that other states have Gold Star license plates. I just don't know. I've never seen them. Um, and we have uh, Gold Star uh, flags and pennants um, as, as a way of of with, with it's not um, like a, a loud symbol. It's not a, uh, you know, hey, look at me. It's just a, a very small reminder and representation of uh, somebody who was killed doing doing their job and defending this country. And in policing, when, when one of our own is killed, um, we wear a black band across our badge. And typically that's going to be from the time that officer is killed, um, to the time of their funeral. Um, uh, I've seen it where we've taken our bands off and placed them in the officer's grave. Um, uh, and, and then we, we don't wear our bands anymore. Um, unfortunately until the next time, good. It's just the nature of policing. Um, the thin blue line flag is sort of our gold star. And so it. this seems to be another representation of, I, I, I got to hand it to, to the cops in the UK. Um, I am fortunate enough to work for a supportive administration, a supportive city council, and a supportive community. I make pretty decent money, all things considered. Um, and the cops in the UK, man, they, that's just not the case. Um, they don't make enough money to sustain their families. Um, and they don't have a lot of support. Um, I was surprised to see that a, uh, an MP, a member of parliament, uh, uh Uh, Pretty Patel. I mean, I I don't intentionally fuck up her first name or her last name. Um, I think her last name is Patel. Uh, She took to Twitter immediately on finding this out. um, And this memo was was sent down. Saying, hey, if you're going to be working the pride, essentially, I'm I'm paraphrasing. Hey, If you're going to be working the pride parade, you are not allowed to display this flag because it could be seen as as you are um, speaking out against. The pride parade. There's some fucking mental gymnastics going on there. There, I, I'm sure there are gay police officers in England. I work with gay officers who are proud to not only be gay; they're also proud to be police officers, and this is not something that's taboo. Um. I I don't. I don't know if the Met Police Service went to their gay officers or if there's a. Uh, um, like in the U.S., we have the Gay Officers Action League. If there's a, a union or an association of some sort, I don't, I don't, I just don't they see the Met going to this organization and saying, "Oh, hey, what do you think?" I'm willing to bet that their administration would be surprised by the answer. It's, ah, oh man, I like this is all on the heels of the the Baroness Casey review, which I I'm I made a concerted effort to get through. It is quite the long thesis paper. Um, which started out uh, with with this the, the author Baroness Casey. Um, her first few pages or her first few paragraphs were, I don't want to seem as though I'm not supporting police. Okay, well, there's our first red flag. Um, uh-uh. and it, and it it went on to say that she's supportive of police, but there's longstanding institutionalized racism within the Metropolitan Police Service and also uh, armed response units. Uh, firearms officers need to be banned or the units need to be disbanded and and rebuilt. Uh, I've never been a cop in England. I've never encountered um, uh, an armed response unit, which is probably a good thing. All things considered, I've been to England plenty of times. I have a lot of family there. Um, I have friends that are met officers. Um, I see more racial diversity in the metropolitan police service because there's something like 35,000 of those officers. I see more racial diversity in the Metropolitan Police Service than in many, if not most, agencies in the U.S., simply based on the population sample size that they have to work with. But if you continue to shit on your cops, you're going to get fewer and fewer cops. It's the same thing we're saying over here in the States, man. Like, I, You're not going to pay them a whole lot of money, and then you're going to tell them, hey, that symbol that, that you use to recognize your support, your fellow officers, that symbol that you use to demonstrate what you're willing to do to stand between order and chaos, that symbol that is important to you, because we think it was racist in another country, we don't want you to use it. Again, you've got, okay, so symbols are going to be hijacked by nefarious organizations. As I as I demonstrated, there's a gang in my city who tattooed themselves with our city logo. That doesn't mean that the symbol itself is inherently negative. I never once look at this thin blue line flag hanging here in my studio and think to myself, oh yeah, that means that uh, that means racism because that's not at all what it stands for. I've never met a cop in any country who, when somebody calls 911, or whatever your country equivalent is, when somebody calls 911, we don't sit there on the computer and run you and come up with, uh, oh, what's their racial and ethnic background? That's never been a question. This is not the 1950s anymore, or the 60s. We are so desperately trying to claw down to our fingernails, to the bone even, trying to claw our way away from the bullshit that I don't deny happened. You look at shit that went down in the South in the 50s and 60s, and and police officers, even in this country, were abhorrent. There's been racism and sexism yes throughout the history of law enforcement. I genuinely believe that is not the case anymore that it is not the majority. Right? It's a different generation. This is not even this is not the 1990s even. Cops on the road now, even some administrators grew up in a post Rodney King era. We know the score. We were taught what was right and what was wrong. We do a hell of a good job of policing our own most of the time. Do shitheads still squeak through? Yes. Find me a job where they don't. I'll wait. Hell, I was in the police academy... And unbeknownst to me, because again, I, you know, I had my little group that I carpooled with and you know agencies kind of in my area. There was an agency, uh, or there were several Northern Arizona agencies represented at my academy. One of those recruits, apparently in the car ride on a weekend trip back up to Northern Arizona, <clears throat> apparently made a racist comment. I don't even know what it was. The sheriff that he was going to work for came down the following week and fired him on the spot in like, not in front of everybody, he, like pulled him aside, but he was fired. He was done. He disappeared as happens with the, you know, people that lose their jobs in the Academy. They just, they're there and then they're gone. But if you keep attacking us, there was that meme that went around a few years ago. I think it was like a RoboCop. cop, like, Hey, remember that time that like policing was disbanded and it just came on to came to like corporate police to like uh, handle everything in society. Yeah, I was super weird, right? We're gonna head that direction. As silly as it sounds, science fiction should not become science fact, right? That's that's another one of those sort of long standing statements. But if you keep shitting on your police officers, don't be surprised when you don't have any. Right, the cops in England. At least right now, the ones that work, the ones that are there, the ones that are willing to put their uniform on every day, they're already fighting an uphill battle. Like you, you have you have a as a cop in England will get to a situation and go, I need a taser or a less lethal weapon, uh, you know, conduct an electrical weapon or something along those lines. I have to call the person who has the taser. Right, that's how that's that's the uphill battle that I'm talking about. In addition to an administration that I have to imagine is put under political pressure and bureaucratic pressure. Um, I, I don't know that the administrators of the London Metropolitan Police Service got into policing in the seventies and the eighties and the early nineties wanting to hold a position in which they might be viewed as being non supportive of their or unsupportive, excuse me, of their rank and file officers. So I, I like I saw that this morning. Again, woke up way too early. Uh, saw that that this morning and went like, "You got to be fucking kidding me." And, and, and I I don't even know why it surprises me anymore. To be completely honest with you, um, but I, I wanted to at least. Push that out. I know that we we crack jokes uh, on each other all the time. Cops in England and, uh, well, in the UK, I should say, and cops in the states. There are countries where police officers uh, are shitty human beings. That being a cop is not a good thing. I, I was talking to a kid one day from Brazil. Uh, uh, he was... He was in a car with a bunch of other kids. the driver was drunk. it was kind of a bad situation. He didn't do anything wrong. He was he was chill and easy to talk to. and uh, he was saying that that like uh, my team and I were the first cops that he'd interacted with since moving to the US and he was remarking as to how uh, how different it is. I've, I've never I've never been to Brazil. I, I don't know what policing is like uh, down there I just you know uh, it's I, I have a very narrow view on 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 it um but it just goes to show you that like people from from outside sort of some outside of these countries they've got a different perspective they know true racism they know true um like like what it's like to be an ethnic minority or or to be targeted because of your religion or or your ethnicity um and they come to the UK or Canada or the United States and they are just absolutely shocked at, at how different we are. And so again, I, I come back to stop shitting on your cops. Recruiting and retention is difficult right now. When I tested in 2015, 2016, I, I, I don't know, I tested with like 700 other people, something like that. And I mean, now, man, it's like any agency in the U.S. at least. You got 10 spots and you get, maybe you get 20 applicants. Maybe. What happens when nobody shows up? What happens when nobody shows up to test? Are you going to, then then you were run into uh, mandatory overtime or... Um, Hey, we need you to wear sort of multiple hats. You've got to do your primary job then you uh, Hey, you know, detectives, you've got to do your detective job, which you're busy. And then you also need to go on patrol. And instead of, instead of your weekends with your family, you're going to, we'll give you one day off. Sorry, staffing sucks right now. Well, We're not, we're not under any obligation to stay. We can quit, go private sector, go find something else to do. Um, I just there, you know, when I, I just don't get why politicians are surprised when their cops are unable to to do their jobs. It was a city councilwoman in San Francisco who uh, I, I can't remember exactly how she worded it said she was very disappointed in her officers, very disappointed in San Francisco Police Department for not being able to uh, to respond efficiently. And uh, multiple people have pointed out her tweet in 2020 calling for the. Uh, like complete disbanding of San Francisco police department. Shocking. Here's your sign, right? Like, so my hat's off to, to you officers in, in the London metropolitan police service um, to the administrators and, and politicians listening. I don't know if there are any that, that flag, that symbol, that thin blue line, that's all we got anymore. It's, it's character. It's defining of of who we are. It does not stand for racism. It stands for our willingness to answer the call. It stands for our brothers and sisters who are no longer here. Nothing more, nothing less. So instead of handing down memos and getting your cops to the point where they're trying to figure out if it's even worth going to work, get out there, talk to your officers, show them that you support them. And the same goes for folks listening to this who uh, who aren't cops, right? Say hi. Say hi to a police officer. Now, on that note, police officers, if somebody walks up to you and says, hi, don't be a dick. Don't give people a reason. My, one of my partners was was remarking about how when she was in New York, her daughter and she and her, my partner and her husband are both police officers, and her daughter, who was like five or six at the time, went up to some NYPD officers and wanted to take a picture, and these NYPD officers were more than happy and more than accommodating to take pictures. Uh, but she was... I can't remember where the hell she said she was, but uh, her daughter wanted to take pictures and those cops were like, oh, no, no, we we don't do that. Don't be a dick. Shake hands. Be a part of the community that you want to protect. If you don't want to do that anymore, hang it up. And, and for whatever reason, that's not me being an asshole. That's not me calling you out. If you get to the point where you don't want to do this job anymore, hang it up. Because the second you step out that gate, acting like you don't want to do this job, is the second you're going to be the next person on the news. For one reason or another. But it just comes back to... We need to... uh, I'm going to end up going around in circles. I haven't even finished that cup of coffee that I made at 4 a.m. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back in circles. That that flag, this, this is just the latest attack, right? And that's truly what it is. It, it, hey, you can't wear this because we think in another country it stands for Something negative. Well, as a representative of that country, I am here to tell you, administrators of the MPS, Metropolitan Police Service, that the thin blue line flag, despite what you see on the news, despite what you think you know, my thin blue line flag stands for my country, which I am proud of. It stands for my brothers and sisters who are no longer here. And it stands for those of us still willing to separate order from chaos. So, my cops in England, y'all keep up. Good work. Fight the good fight. Stay safe this weekend. Work in that detail. Enjoy your time with your community. To uh to my cops here in the States uh and and abroad. Be that person that the little kid wants wants you to be. Right? There's that there's that saying I, I have it written on a whiteboard in my office. Uh, be the man your dog thinks you are. That was a saying that was said to me years and years and years ago. Um, and I will take it a step further and say that you should be the reason that your community is proud of your department. If we all strive for that, then I think we're on the right track. And I think that a lot of us try to be that way, but it, it does get difficult. It gets difficult to maintain high degree of motivation. It mean it's difficult to continue to go to work every day. Sometimes, um, for a a plethora of reasons, Um, but with the support of our administrators and with the support of our community, I think that that ship will start to turn. I think that uh, that policing can once again be the positive light It's just going to take a little bit of work, but I think that it's now, it's now on the people that have been negative towards us for what, six years now, seven years, I think it's time to maybe, they need to open up their hearts and their minds, and I think that's all I got, stay safe, I'll see you on the road.